This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley and the Paladin Financial Team. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here's Paladin Financial Talk. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Paladin Financial Talk. We've got an awesomer show today. Uh, To my right, my much better half, Nikki Foley, and to my further right... Our now co-host, not remote host, Mr. Tony Shore. Yeah. Hello and hello. How do you do? How do you do? We're all here crammed in the studio together. I like it. Togetherness, which is what we're talking about today, isn't it? Oh, Tony, that was a great segue. We are talking about togetherness. And I think it's so appropriate that Jeff and I are here together because our whole month of July is focused on relationships. So we're going to continue our lifestyle series that we've been doing this summer and uh, relationships topic today topic is on couples Uh-oh. i have to comment first couples. Though, tony i i like the relationship between you and speed stick by the way compliments <laughs> compliments oh <laughs> so bad wow i <laughs> don't so even bad. know I, I assume you're talking about deodorant but i don't know i don't know um it, it is interesting that you two are here and we're talking about couples how appropriate to have you both here um, but I was looking at this checklist for successful relationships for couples, Ooh. and it says things you want to avoid. I, the first was working together. Uh, Check. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> this has been uh, the best six second, months of my life. Second, <laughs> <laughs> oh. What was what was the second one? Uh, yeah, it was and it just I went got yeah, no no, no <laughs> Jeff and Nikki do that and they do that. And, uh. Uh, oh, uh, having kids you shouldn't have kids. Uh, <laughs> that was a bad one. So you guys have the first two were ha- don't have kids and don't work together. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> of course you want to have children. That strengthens a lot of relationships. I know it has for my wife and I and for you as well. We all love our families, but. I had to give you a hard time since you two have worked together for so long. Yes. yes. Have. I started my career uh, just over 20 years ago, and Jeff Foley was my first boss that I ever had. Wow. How about that? Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we worked together for close to 15 years, mm-hmm. took a short break in there, and back together the last six months. So yeah. it's been good. There we yeah. go. Like I said, I think it's been the best six months of my life being back together, working right Next Aww. to each other. Oh gosh! Yeah, now you work closely together, Nikki. You're 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 running the show down there now. How long was Jeff your boss, though? How long was that? Mm, time probably period? only about a year. Yeah, maybe. A year and, and since half. that time, you've been his boss. So that's uh, <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. I'll just go with that one. We should just dive right in and leave it at that. We don't want anything to contradict that. Not at all. Well, it is funny that you two work together and you you make it work so well. Uh, but at my parents 50th wedding anniversary and I've, i think i've told jeff this before maybe our listeners but uh people said you know they, they my mom and dad were sitting there and all these people were coming up and they said you know 50 years you've been married um you know how did you how did you do it uh, you know what's your secret and my mom just uh, seriously said he's gone a lot 
<laughs> He's an over-the-road truck driver. I, I don't know if there was any hint of kidding. Everyone laughed though, and I'll never and I'll never forget her saying that. Uh, and my dad just smiled, of course. So, uh, but that's a fun little uh, fact. But you guys make it work. I think that's awesome. And uh, you've worked together for so long, and both in the financial industry. So. That's awesome. I'll yeah. tell you a little story. You talked about your 50th, parents' 50th wedding anniversary. So my grandparents, uh, the fall that we got married, celebrated their 60th wedding anniversary. And it was within a month of us getting married. And Jeff reminds me a lot of my granddad and part Aww. of the reason that I picked him. So I think we have 60 good years. <laughs> Potentially oh, yeah. together. I don't know if we'll ever live that long. But as Jeff laughs nervously, I like that. The must ner- we? Must we? <laughs> the nervous laugh. Okay, so couple relationships. Where do you want to begin? Nikki? Let's just talk about relationships in general. Okay. And there is plenty of research out there that gives importance to relationships and how they are a key to emotional, physical well-being, and especially as you are aging. Jeff is itching to say something funny, but I'm going to keep going here. I'm not going to let him. And it's just, the, the moment's passed, but I'll throw it in there anyway. I was going to say, you remind me of my grandfather as well. <laughs> oh, Jeff Foley. But I'm going to get us back on track with relationships for just a moment here. And it's personal relationships that are the secret yeah. to long healthy, happy lives. In True. fact, there was a statistic out there that I looked up when I was doing a quick quick you know, research or just on the topic. And they said that 50%, you're 50% more likely to die prematurely if you don't have a healthy relationship with you. Hmm. I mean, I, that's a pretty startling that's statistic. Wow. That's huge. And it is as unhealthy as smoking if you do not have a strong personal relationship around you. Wow. Mm-hmm. So hmm. that's the critical nature of what we're talking about today. That's wow. awesome. So, yeah, it, it has to do with longevity, and that's how it ties into retirement and retirement planning is you always say have a purpose, but also have a friend, the way it sounds. it's uh, I know that happens a lot when uh, couples are married for so long and then one passes, and usually the other isn't too, too far, far behind, behind. Yeah. even when they're not that ill. Very that. true. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You know, strong Having that strong social network, uh, they say, you know, reduces depression, reduces, you know, lower blood pressure, like real things that impact, you know, the health of somebody. And so I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, so today's relationship conversation is about couples and more specifically couples who communicate are likely to have this healthy relationship and so forth. So meaning they're expect to live a comfortable life in retirement if they can communicate. They're expected to rate their overall financial health of their household as excellent or very good if they can communicate. And finally, they say that money is not their greatest relationship challenge if they can communicate. And so that is what we're going to do today, Mr. Jeff Foley. Oh, my gosh. We are going to communicate together and we're going to have a little (laughs) bit of fun. And I believe this is going to be fun. Okay. <laughs> There's a line from a song that reminds me, we're going to communicate, Jeff Foley. There's a line from a song uh, that says, I love my wife. She tells me so. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, I'm going to make a couple requests from you today to okay. participate. But let's start with this. So when we got married, 
I remember us discussing, you know, some big things. Where do we want to live? Do we want to have kids? Some of those critical things as we make that decision. Mm-hmm. Fair? Yep. Okay. When we bought a house, we talked, I don't know if you remember doing this, but we made a list of all the things that were important to us with the house and like garages and fences and mm-hmm. things of that nature. So we communicated. Like there was a spreadsheet involved. It might've yep. been a spreadsheet. Definitely was a spreadsheet. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then when we had kids, another big life decision, we talked about general philosophy on raising them and educational goals and things of that nature. Fair? Yep. What we haven't got to yet is retirement. So ah. let's just play a little game <laughs> and ask some, some questions of one another and communicate about retirement. Okay. Okay. So I'll ask the first question here and then you can ask some of me. Does that sound fair? Fair. Okay. First question. What do you want to do in retirement, Jeff Foley? I need to check with my wife first. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, honestly, mixed thoughts on it. On the one hand, I enjoy working like what I do. Um, so in that sense, a lot of, a lot of, uh, advisors that, um, get into retirement years, they never really retire. They kind of scale down over time and because they enjoy it and like working with their clients, I could see that being a possibility. Um, but I could also see, Hey, I'd want to, hang up the cleats and just completely relax. But I would, I would think I'd probably do something. Um, and it would be in what we do now. I can't see myself doing something different. Uh, I'll go along with that. I love the people aspect of what we do and helping people as they transition into retirement and through retirement, um, being able to not have that stress of, you know, giving it to somebody else, giving it to the Paladin financial team so that they don't have to, to worry about that aspect. And so the people side of it, I don't want to ever give that up. And so if it means we're in our, our existing business, um, but the people side is important, mm-hmm. important for me. Uh, I think we both agree travel would be something we'd like to see more of as the kids move out of the house and we have more time. So I would put travel in that category. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I thought you meant when you asked the question, work-related, but I I failed there. Um, Yeah, it's an important question to think through of um, what, if you're a couple, what do you want that to look like? There are a lot of different approaches and how do you phase into that potentially over time? You know, sometimes people retire earlier than their their spouse and they're the first person adjusts to retirement and then they have to readjust when the second person retires or do you do it at the same time? So that's an important one. Absolutely. And I think the point is we don't necessarily have to agree on what every day looks like, but I do think that it's an important piece to have a financial plan and that your finances can accommodate and support both desires. And I think that's an important piece to know that's in place along the way. Begin with the end in mind and make sure you can support that. Yeah. Who said begin with the end in mind? What famous person? Ah, escapes me. Stephen Covey. Oh, okay. One of my favorites. Oh, okay. oh yes. yes. yes, yes. <laughs> I'm a longtime Franklin Covey user, and yes. so that's the only reason I know that. I was just going to say Franklin Covey. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, did you know, Jeff, there was a Fidelity investment um, survey out there, and it said 50% of couples report being misaligned about when to retire and how much savings is needed. And so 
as we brought this back to the financial side of things, again, in the communication, all key pieces. Jeff Foley, another question. And I, you already answered this one for the most part, but when are you going to retire? Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't have an age in mind and, um, you know, a timeline if it's by the state. Um, yeah. So no, probably a, a, a phased thing over time and spend more time on where I want to spend and how I feel I can add the most value. So if you stay healthy, you probably <laughs> want to keep going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You seem to be the type of people who could, it'll be hard for you to completely let go. If yeah. you listen to our past couple episodes, uh, it gives you an insight on how to stay healthy with your nutrition and your fitness. So just in case you wanted to go oh, back okay. and then I have to a few tips. Add that to my to-do list. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think we have the benefit of working together. And so the question of when you're going to retire, we we have so much in sync with each other that that, in, that maybe isn't as pressing for us because every day is together already and it just starts to, I think, evolve. Naturally. How about for you? What's your answer? Uh, I'll just do what you do, Jeff. No, oh. just whatever oh, you, wherever you go, I will go. Is there another song like wherever, <laughs> wherever you go, whatever, wherever you go, I will go. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, um, you two have a real advantage in that you run your own company together. So you work together, you do that together. So retirement, uh, as far as when you retire, isn't going to be need as much planning and affect finances as much as a lot of our listeners, like my wife and I completely separate careers, separate companies, um, and, uh, separate ages, uh, and probably separate goals there. So uh, I noticed that was really hard for my, uh, our good friends uh, who are our neighbors, um, because he's much older than her in the first place. And she was pretty much already retired to stay at home and he was working. So they had to coordinate the cost of health benefits come in and a lot of factors come in that you actually need a financial advisor for when it comes to figuring out when you can retire, because if one of you isn't working or is younger and can't qualify for Medicare, so many factors come in, don't they? Yeah, I absolutely. Do. I think you did a good job, Tony, of summarizing some of those financial considerations yeah. and some of the emotional stressors that can go along with that question yeah. of when. Okay. You want to okay. give me one or do you want to, you want me to Qu- keep going? Question number three, where do you want to live in retirement? I need this to be a hybrid answer. I want to maintain Minnesota, um, primary, you know, being here. Um, I don't want to follow the kids. That may change because I don't think that the kids should have the burden of if we were to follow them and then they choose to go somewhere else. I I, I don't want that to be... um, an emotional stressor for, for them. So I think that it needs to be, uh, we maintain roots here. Uh, I would like, and I think you already know what I'm going to say. I would love to have somewhere North Carolina, South Carolina, if we could, it could be temporary. Uh, but I think that's a place that has a really warm spot for me. And the third thing to consider is I think it would be so much fun to, go and live different places for six months and live like a local. And then you go to the next place and live like, like a local. Tony, I'm going to survive to live another round here because I agree with all of this. Wow. That's, look yeah. at you. We didn't talk about this before. I had my finger on the buzzer for what you were yeah. going to throw I get $200 for pass and go. Yeah. yeah no. no, that sounds, that sounds great. I will say that 
when your kids leave college and even and then start exiting college at the point where your first child graduates from college or gets married then you might change your mind about wanting to be near the kids and especially if they get to the point of grandkids so I think things can change over time, but it sounds like uh, you're both on the same page there. I like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> clarification, I will want to be with our kids every second. I just don't ever want the burden on them yes. to feel like they have to stay put for us. So I think that's good. Time mm-hmm. will tell on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Me again or you? All right. For you, what <laughs> roles and responsibilities do you want if a long-term care event happens? Okay. This is probably one of my favorite questions to ask our clients is do they have some opinion thought related to a long-term care experience? What do they want that to look like? So if Jeff needed long-term care, I think he's asking is the question, Nikki, what would you, how would you want to handle that? Absolutely. Do you know how I'm going to answer this? Um, no. Okay. I think I'd be fantastic in a 55 plus community. I would thrive because there'd be tons of people around. There'd be tons of activities. I could be the activities director. I feel like I love (laughs) it so much. So I am great being in a facility if that's what, um, and what's needed. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You too. Yeah. Over time. Yeah. 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 I feel like this is a question that so many have experiences on, and I think maybe we've even talked about this in a previous episode, that there's something that has molded their opinion, whether it's a parent or a, a grandparent or a, some some situation. And, um, you know, I think that, that they have an opinion. But what I find, and I think you would agree with this, oftentimes they don't want to discuss it. It's that topic that they haven't brought up with their spouse. They don't want to discuss, you know, they don't want to discuss it. And so it, it goes um, uncommunicated. I was having dinner last night with two gals that uh, I've known probably for the last 10 years. And the one had her father was diagnosed with early onset dementia. And it was 14 years that he lived with mm. that diagnosis. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so very hard. Tough. And he was, um, they were farmers. They were Iowa people. And his mentality, both probably generational and, you know, how he was brought up was do not put me in a facility. If you have to put me in a facility, you know, we're done. And so they did a very long stint of those 14 years having him at home. And at some point you get to, you know, where her mom couldn't care for him in the way that that she needed to. And so they did do a facility. But what I thought was interesting is she, who, um, let's see, she's almost 50, has a plan for her long-term care that she's communicated with her husband. And it's very specific because of that experience that she's been through. And most don't take time to communicated or to decide and, and, you know, that much specifics on what, what it looks like. But I think it's such a critical one and it's a critical one for the, from a financial aspect and an emotional aspect. We should, and I'm sure there are things like this out there, but we should come up with a list of 20 questions to think about as it relates to this topic that people can chew on and think about. That might be another episode as, um, as it relates to long-term care and aging, do you want in-home or a community and thinking through some of those things. So it's not a surprise and you have time to adapt to the other person's opinion on it. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Well, my answer is put me with the people. (laughs) I'm ready. Yeah. 
and it makes a difference too. Now there's some really good facilities out there, uh, and senior living and assisted living and memory care facilities. It is hard, I think, for when the family tries to do it on their own. I think that's great. In home is good, but if it if it's extended like that, that's a real tough situation. Yeah. And, and it has to be a financially prepared for decision as well. And that's the part that you have to have time on your side. You know, Tony, you say there's really nice ones out there. Well, with nice ones come the dollar signs and yep. the experiences that you think that you want. The next question is, can you afford and being prepared for that? In your family, Tony, I know you've had uh, longevity in your family. Is that something that was talked about or just happened along the way as far as care considerations? You know, it is something that's been talked about a bit because I've had many, um, on my father's side, I've had many aunts, uncles, and grandparents that have lived into their 100s. That's incredible. So there is longevity. My grandfather died at 101, but uh, about nine, almost a year ago now, but uh, he was active uh, two up until two months prior. Just wow. incredible. He went. He was camping at a campground in his camp two months before he passed. Wow. At 101. So uh, there is longevity there, and they have talked about that. Um, he, fortunately, uh, he outlived his first two wives. They passed. Uh, and then another neighbor lady, her husband died, who was a friend of the family's. They kind of, she moved in to take care of him and uh, help him there around the house. And so uh, he always had somebody there, and I remember when my uh, my grandmother, uh, his wife, my dad's mom, passed away. She had dementia, and he had her there and cared. He cared for her mm-hmm. and lifted her in and out and took her to the restroom, did everything. Um, so uh, you have to have the right person, and everybody's different. But they, they did plan for it somewhat. Uh, they planned for longevity, which is good yep. since they had it. So. Now, both my, my mom's in her 70s, but she has Parkinson's, so she's already in a home. And luckily, she likes it there because my dad can't take care of her anymore. He can't lift her in and out because he's somewhat disabled and he's eight. So um, she has to be there. But fortunately, there was a great facility, and it's actually not a, a, an ultra-expensive one, and she's getting great care. So that's good. Now my dad is in that situation where he's a farmer. He wants to stay on the farm. It's the farm where my grandfather grew up, who was 101. It's the farm where my dad grew up because there's two houses, and I grew up on that farm. And it's wow. been in the, it was homesteaded by the Shore family in the 1800s. So um, we're trying to keep the farm, you know, and not have to use it to pay for mom's care. So uh, you need a plan in place when you're dealing with all these moving parts, and people don't realize it. Yeah, yeah. As- it, I can say not just the said this before, but it's not just the financial component that has to be considered and addressed, but it's the emotional com- component and difference yeah. of opinions potentially that come up. Yeah. Here's where I'm going to make a request, not of you, Jeff Foley, but of our listeners that if anything, you know, of anything that's talked about today, make the action related to this long-term care discussion as the priority is say something so that there's some, you know, some communication between you as a couple or your kids of what do you want this to look like? Yeah. It yeah. doesn't have to be perfect, but starting the conversation is, is the key. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Jeff, I'm coming back to you here. All right. So <clears throat> to enjoy retirement with me, it would only make sense based <laughs> off this last conversation to have an overall financial plan. Would you agree? 
financial plan. That sounds like a dandy idea. <laughs> did you just ask a financial advisor if he? Oh, I did. And that's why I took this one. So <laughs> would we all agree that a financial plan is a good idea? Yes. So good, though. Listen to this. 35% of couples actively engage in retirement planning together. That's it. Yeesh. 35%. That's an extremely low number. Yeah. And so what an opportunity, again, comes back to communication. And I know that Jeff and I will laugh from time to time that maybe we over-communicate and we grow up <coughs> in an environment and with mentors who were communicators. But yeah. that is not the standard. That is not yeah. the norm. And so taking time to at least start some of the conversations related to these are, are important. And we see that. I would agree with the stats. It's very low, but we see that a lot with couples that come in and meet with us for the first time. And there's usually one person might be the husband, might be the wife, depends on the relationship. That's the taker care that the person that takes care of the stuff, the money and the investments and whatnot, and the other person does their thing. And usually that, I don't know if delegation is the right word, but that you're going to handle this bucket. There's not a lot of communication that occurs around that. And the other person doesn't know what's going on as much and has oftentimes doesn't have an opinion or has that opinion suppressed. So that's, I think, important one to get that conversation out there. And that's a good thing in working with uh, a good financial advisor is that brings both people's opinions to the table to work through some of these things. It's not just one person's retirement, it's both. And I think as people move into retirement, that's where it becomes even more critical that they've survived most of their life and, you know, 40 some <coughs> years potentially together without having to have critical conversations. But as soon as you move into that environment where you're on that fixed salary or that you have a fixed set of resources that you're using and you have to have that, you know, that 10, 20, 30 years of using those resources, it becomes critical that you have the conversations and are on the same page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Okay. How about this one? This is where it gets to be a little bit more technical and probably even less common that these things are talked about is how much risk are you willing to take and what are some of the things that you value related to the financial side of things? But risk, people might not have any idea. So navigate that a little bit for us, Jeff. You probably have plenty of stories that can support what this actually means. Yeah, I think risk is a relative term for some people having you know, a third of, uh, an account in the market, um, a third of their investments in the, in the market freaks them out and they want CDs and annuities and complete safety. And they're, they're decreasing the market risk that they have, but they're accepting a different type of risk that they might not keep pace with inflation over time. And then there are others that are full board in the market and they keep as little money in safer things. And, they're comfortable with the market risk, but you're in a situation potentially where if you're creating income in retirement, you're locking in losses potentially if the market's down or we have a year like last year, 2022 stocks were down and bonds were down and you're pulling money out. You're going to lock in a loss no matter what. So, um, I think it's a relative term and understanding how people are comfortable. You know, if one person's been the handler for 30, 40 years of their relationship and now all of a sudden the other person's opinion is brought in and one's more aggressive and one more, more conservative. We have to weave through that, make sure it's a good plan that makes sense. You're, you're compromising like in anything else with that. So that if we have a year like last year, one person isn't freaking out and the other one feels like they have to justify what they did. 
Absolutely. I think that goes back to maybe you started this, but somewhat financial intelligence that one person usually takes a lead because of interest or whatever it might be. And so um, risk can even the terminology of risk can even broaden beyond market risk, but risk of having debt, risk of, um, you know, unexpected expenses, just like the everyday application of risk and knowing where your partner, your spouse views that as a couple, those are really important back to kind of, you know, your limited resources. Mm -hmm. And so broadening that, that definition of risk beyond market risk is, I think, you know, important of focusing on your budget. And I'll go to a story, I'm not going to name people here, but uh, in the practical application in some of the things that I have seen among couples is both individuals may be retired, recognizing that there is a limited resources there. One continues to work some part-time because they want to be able to spend. They want to buy things for their grandkids. They may want a new car. They may want granite counters. They may want a new refrigerator. And it leaves the other one who isn't working part-time, who is at home not understanding because they're very comfortable in their environment. And there's this practical thing that happens among couples of one chooses to you know work part-time because they still want the lifestyle that they knew and they could spend and the other one doesn't. And all of a sudden you have this level of friction of, I don't understand why they are buying all the things for the grandkids or we don't need a new refrigerator. The one still works from 30 years ago and so forth. Yep. So I think yeah, it. there's a number of money issues that come up with that as one, you know, we've worked with people where one person continues to work because they don't want the other person to have any control or say over how they're spending their money. So getting those conversations out on the table and, and uh, addressing that stuff over time is important. It's not going to go away. Communication is the key, isn't yeah. it? Right. And the really other, to all of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. The other C you used a second ago was compromise. It's not black and white on so much of this and you have to be willing to put your compromise hat on and communicate. Mm-hmm. Yep. I want to be right, but I also want to live. Right. How do we respond to that? <laughs> wow. Wow. Very profound. All I wasn't right. quite yeah. sure what to say on that. Yeah, I wasn't either. I almost gave him the <laughs> on that, but it was a good, I think it was good. So I can't do that. Well, you know what? We should probably wrap up the show. So I think it's been a great discussion. Uh, communicate, compromise, uh, two, the two big C's. I like that. You know, it's C is uh, other and also cookie. C is for cookie. <laughs> cookie, cookie, cookie. C is for cookie. We know that. Well, I think that we could continue going on and on with these questions, but I do agree to, to wrap up is important here. But I'd say as you as we end this, and Tony, you know, summarize there is choose one of these topics. I'm going to suggest that long-term care one, but there's maybe another one that spoke to our listeners. Choose one. And put yourself out there and start that communication conversation. Maybe we could have a part two. I'm great with part two. That I means think I get should. to spend more time with you. Oh, oh that's awesome. <laughs> we need some cliffhanger music, Tony. Yeah, I don't know if I have any cliffhanger <laughs> music. I mean, that's that's crazy. I, I don't even have. Oh. What happens next week? So good. So good. All right. All right. Well, thank you guys for another great episode. I always enjoy spending time with you both. And that's another wrap on the Paladin Financial Talk. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. 
Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.